Hi, Colin Plume, and this is Self-Made Millionaire Tips. Got some friends with me today. I got Johnny Kmetz, Digital Asset Marketing Manager. Equity Trust Company. Equity Trust Company, and my co-founder, Guy Gottslack, from My Digital Money. And today we're going to talk about crypto, money, a few different fun things. So we're going to get into it and kind of see how things go. Johnny, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's really cool to be out here and check out your studio and really come see how you guys have been, you know, putting it down out here. This is awesome. Yeah, we're doing it. I think uh, I think to start this one off, you told us a pretty cool story about the Bitcoin conference not yes. too long ago. Yeah, that was in Miami. Yeah, yeah you should Miami. share that story with the audience. Yeah, I think that, was, like. that was that um, was so. Uh, the beginning part of that story, not to throw a guy out of the bus, but <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, we ended up at a party the night before the Bitcoin conference. Is quite it's a, a party. it's quite a party and. Uh, we ended up at the house of uh, in Miami at this house of one of the owners of what was the what, what did he own? He owned uh, Maker or uh, I think it was MoonPay. MoonPay, yeah. Ah. We ended up at his house, and uh, we got denied at the door because um, we were not on the list, <laughs> <laughs> and that was fun. Um, and I was like, "All right, well, let's get out of here." And then uh, Ivanka Trump. Oh. And uh, Kushner uh, walked out, and I looked over to Guy, and I said, we're getting in this party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what happens, we're going into this party. And so sure enough, one of Guy's old friends showed up. He's kind of a wheeler dealer talker and just kind of schmoozed our way, and we ended up on into this part, this incredible party. It was, it was actually Chris Bosch's old house on the floor. Oh, wow, basketball player. And um, we walk in, and... DJ Tiesto's DJing in his liver in his living room. Tiesto. And uh you know, he's and no one's paying attention. Very Miami vibe. <laughs> and uh you know, Guy and I were walking around and I, I had plans to be home relatively like I wanted to be home at eleven or something. And we ended up staying at this party pretty late. We also had some some business partners there that we were sort of whining and dining. So the Bitcoin conference the next day starts at 8 a.m. And we had all talked about, you know, let's be there at 8 a.m. And guess who was the only person there at 8 (laughs) a.m.? You're probably there at 7. Everybody was was overachiever. Yeah, I was there early. And uh, so it's, you know, starting to wake up. And being Miami, being a Bitcoin conference, no one's really around. And and sure enough, this guy walks up. And he's got this this, uh, badge that says whale. And he's like, oh, what do you guys do? And I explained it you know, explain the business of my digital money. And he's like, Oh, I think you guys should go after college kids. And, and I was like, well, actually we're going after IRAs and he's, you know, giving me advice. And, oh, so how did you be? So I'm like, all right, great. You know, I'm trying to end this conversation. And he says, uh, <laughs> I say to him, how did I, how did you become a whale? You must've really been proactive <laughs> yeah. in the crypto market. He goes, well, actually my roommate a few years ago was a heavy gambler. And uh, I knew he was into Bitcoin, and he died. Ah. And I took all the Bitcoin. Uh, I, I took it off his computer, and that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm a whale. Well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's giving you. And he was giving me advice on how to run a business. He was probably giving you an advice on how to commit a crime. <laughs> <How to> commit <laughs> exactly. And by which leads to the title of this podcast. It's a great way to become a millionaire. <laughs> it's deal. No. Um, so anyway, so that was my introduction into this conference. 
And guy showed up uh, a little bit after that, and I just I was fuming at this guy giving me advice uh, when he had you know stolen his his dead roommate's. Uh, you should have listened on how to commit a crime. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my uh, that was my experience at uh, at the Bitcoin conference, which was quite an event. I think you'd agree, guy. I mean, it was we had all kinds of speakers there. It was fascinating. Uh, to be there, all kinds of parties. It's a big deal. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a great event. Even uh, uh, Tucker Carlson was there, who uh, just today got fired. Yeah, I saw that. or left. I don't know. I don't know how he parted ways, but um, he was interviewing there. I mean, it was just everywhere. Everyone in the, you know, Tom Brady. Yeah. Anyone was there. Um, this was, uh, f- it was February, uh, right? Or January? yeah, this was in twenty. 20- 22, right? 22, yeah. Yeah. 2022. But so much has happened since then. So, so much, much has happened. One yeah. of them is FTX. Yeah. Yes. And another thing, major thing happened is that they actually announced they're coming back. The comeback. That's crazy. The comeback of the year. Yeah. FTX. <laughs> is it actually uh, happening or that, that's just a talk? Right? No, it is happening. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so first question is, um, number one, based on everything that you know, what are the chances that they will actually be able to make a return mm-hmm. and that they will be able to return the funds of the customers, which they claim they will actually do? Well, I, the first thing that I saw was it was interesting is that as soon as they made this uh, claim that they're coming back, their their token went up by 30%. Yeah. So it, it felt like, you know, sort of what Elon Musk does with Shibu Inu is that it was a way to sort of manipulate the price yeah. of, the, of their token, right? Um, I, I don't think people's memories are that short. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I can't imagine that people are going to have confidence in in FTX. Even you know, even though they're bringing it, they brought in a new person who's running the data. But that guy's he's he's a he's a bankruptcy lawyer. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, yeah, he's, he, right, he worked, Johnny. Yeah, he worked the uh, the Enron bankruptcy back in the day too. So I mean, he's got a lot of experience with this yeah. type of type of stuff i don't want to say fraud but fraud you know or cleaning up or cleaning up the fraud yeah but i don't i don't think anyone's gonna do their their uh you know enron didn't come back into into the no right right? yeah and and uh you know confidence is key when you're talking about an exchange absolutely um and you know it's something that when we you know started my digital money and when equity trust sort of got involved in this business it was you know how do you how do you create a system how do you create infrastructure that has a level of trust there and a lot of it is you know creating some separation you know the great thing about equity trust is is you know the assets are held in a trust yep which is one of the great things that why we uh you know are are partnering with you guys on this is we know that no matter what happens equity trust everyone's investments are safe and this whether it's crypto or gold or anything they don't own those assets right which is the antithesis of what FTX actually did, right? They commingled uh, all of their assets. Yeah, commingled them all, didn't have them, you know, segregated in any sort of manner, um, and then inflated, you know, their... Their books. Their books. Yeah. Yeah, and they were running um, a lot of their things off Excel, which I think is (laughs) hilarious. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you didn't know that? They were running a lot of their... And then, you know, there's just funny, th- I mean, it's awful what happened to people, but you know, and, and people's money, the idea that they're coming back, I mean, people haven't even gotten their money back. They haven't gotten their crypt- crypto back. Uh, I know we talked about this off here, Johnny, but like they were saying that they want to pay people in cash, right? That's one of the ways, but people don't want cash. They want their crypto. 
They want their crypto. Yeah. They, they want to get paid back in the crypto. Um, obviously, the government would love for you to get paid back in cash because they're going to they're gonna tax you, yep. right? I mean, that's if you're in a gain, it's going to become a taxable event. 100%. Right? Yeah. I mean, that would that would be how it's it's handled. So there's so many issues with this. And, and, you know, that's why, you know, it's really important for people that want to become millionaires or want to protect what they have. Or, you know, you and I always say this, is like you, you get into crypto early, you believe in a coin or some coins, you take some risks. You want to make sure that those risks pay off down the road. 100%. And if you're not with uh, a custodian or if you don't have a partner that is doing things properly, we have all the tax reporting. Whether you're doing an IRA or outside of an IRA, we do all the tax reporting. All that's taken care of. All the, st- all the storage of the assets is taken care of. I mean, these are things that you really have to think about. And, and it, you know, the market is expanding. It's growing more because fidelity is coming into the market. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of new adopters uh, I think they say there's about 300 million users in crypto, give or take. Yeah, um, somewhere around there. And they think it, it's it's going to hit the billions, right? Oh, so yeah. it's important to make sure that you are, are doing things the right way. And if you if you take that leap of faith um, in into crypto, that it's that it's it's done properly, and then you can actually take advantage of those wins because there's a lot of people in FTX right now that can't take advantage of wins. Yeah, they can't because they're. Their assets are frozen. Yeah, so they're but, held with someone else, and they can't access them. And yeah, so maybe for Johnny and um, and Guy, uh, the the truth is that FTX isn't the only platform no. that's doing business this the way that they're doing it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Almost all other platforms are doing the same thing. So it's just why do you think people still invest in these platforms, right? Coinbase. Yeah, I think, you know, it's more or less an assumption that these companies or these platforms are operating under the same laws that they that people just assume that they are, like their typical banks or any other sort of financial services provider. People just assume that these places are, you know, under the watchful eye of the government when, you know, it's been pretty obvious over the last decade or so that crypto is essentially the wild west of finance. It's yeah. almost just seeing what sticks and what doesn't. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people have gotten hurt over, you know, over the last decade or so, which is why finding a place to invest, you know, your crypto or your money into crypto, you, you should find a trustworthy place, someone that is free from any sort of conflict of interest when it comes to the way they custody their assets, which is, you know, in the FTX case, to be more specific, there was just so much conflict of interest there because, mm-hmm. Like, like you said, Colin, they managed their books with an Excel spreadsheet yeah. um, and nothing, you know, was there was no proof of reserves reports, no proof of liabilities, no proof of uh, anything, really. And people just took them at their word until it was too late. Do you think F platforms should be prohibited from creating their own crypto? That depends. Right. So, you know, the, the exchange token thing is a great idea. Uh, I think. See, there's a few companies that pioneered that before FTX Binance, for example, they have their BNB token. They're going through a whole nother issue too right now. But, you know, if that token's used to not inflate their books and, you know, the overall monetary value of their business, and it's actually used in a way that provides some utility to the exchange users, i.e., you know, exchange fees or different types of services available through using that token. Um, then it becomes more of a utility token versus a cryptocurrency that you're using to trade and transact with, you know, on a daily basis. It's a reward, right? Yeah, you're it's a cre- reward. You're creating a reward system 
which has been successful in many different industries. Yeah. Uh, I, years ago, I talked about, you know, Starbucks, what they've created. And in essence, Starbucks is a bank, right? I mean, they've created a system where people are depositing money on those cards and they get rewards because of that. That gives a lot of liquidity to Starbucks and that's why they love it. And that's, that's the same idea of these, of these tokens. Um, and, but it is tricky. I do think that it, you know, FTX was using it in a way as a way to raise money for oh, the business. Yeah. And, and I think that's the unethical part of, of creating those tokens. And you have to be careful. There really has to be, like you said, a utility or some kind of reward that they're benefiting from that's independent of, of the business. So I, I think it, if, if an exchange gets to that size, I think there should be uh, some regulation involved. Absolutely. There. And, um, you know, and, I think over the last year since that conference, the thing that's been interesting is legislation has really become an important part of, yeah. of what everybody's talking about. Guy and I, we, you know, Johnny, we talk about it a lot. What are some of the things that you think, Guy, has been, you know, in terms of legislation, what do you think has been moving forward and what do you think has been sort of slow uh, on the legislation side? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's been very slow in the U.S. Uh, we, we, we're in this environment where um, it's kind of like – regulation by enforcement where we're trying to apply old rules that really apply to traditional capital markets to crypto. And when I say we, like the SEC and CFTC mainly, um, and they go after companies and they sue companies um, when they're not even aware if they're actually violating any any regulation or not. Because it's not clear if it's if cryptos are securities or commodities or what they are. And the SEC is very vague about it, but then they go and they uh, sue companies for the alleged sale of unregistered securities. Um, so there hasn't really been any regulatory framework. This year we made a little bit of progress. Um, there's been a draft bill for stable coins um, that came out of the the House um, the, the uh, House Financial Services Committee, right? Um, and that was kind of shot down um, last week by... Republic, uh, by Democrats. So there isn't like bipartisan consensus on it. Um, so it's not really anywhere closer to being an actual bill, but it's at least a start. There was, there's a draft out there. Um, I think this year we might make progress. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, talk in Congress about legislation, but we just need people, you know, on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. Do you know of any country that's making the right progress when it comes well, to Well, the EU just came yeah. out with... Um, they just passed. Yeah, it's called MICA. Um, so it's probably the most comprehensive uh, regulation to date. Yeah, it's a um, good step forward. Do you have highlights of that regulation? Um, I don't know if you know Can it, but... Some the, stuff in here. Yeah, I don't know the, the details, but it, essentially it puts rules around um, exchanges and brokers and, and different players in the, in the market around transparency and around supervision of transactions disclosures um so it puts rules around you know token issuers and, and platforms um now i don't i haven't looked into the details of that of that uh particular bill but at least there's you know agreement and there's some kind of rule whether it's perfect or not you know i don't know but um it's better than you know not having any clarity because that just makes people scared of entering the market and it drives innovation away from the U.S. Well, and it creates a situation like FTX, right? Yeah. If yeah. we had had legislation in place to protect people um, and, and the amount of money that they, you know, the fact that they were set up in the Cayman Islands, 
there are so many red flags on this so business. Um, yeah. And even further today, let's just talk about what's happening with Binance. I mean, Binance, yeah. you know, is having a hard time finding any U.S. banking relationships. Um, and I think that they are, are it's going to be difficult for them to, to do that because who's going to put their, their name on the line for, for a cryptocurrency exchange that's overseas when you have a CEO that's sort of against authority, right? Yeah. I mean, so what what is this exchange going to do now if they can't get a bank here in the U.S.? So I, I think as much as it is hard to say, because I do like the idea of what cryptocurrency is and that it's, it has this freedom and it's peer-to-peer, legislation does create some stability in the market mm-hmm. and it also creates stability for the major coins. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's the thing that's sort of will drive this. If, if crypto is going to be around forever is shrinking the market, creating legislation and, and that'll prop up these, uh, these coins, these, and, and, and allow for creativity, allow for things to move forward. And, um, and I think that's where things have to go because as we know, when, it, when the market is too small, part of the reason FTX went down is because, you know, their, their coin dropped. So they had yeah. liquidity issues and, and, but you can only drop a coin in a, in a market that has very little liquidity, right? Um, it's not possible right now uh, in the Bitcoin market, you know, some, some small event, we've seen it, we've seen these events and it, it, we did see Bitcoin drop down to 14,000, but then it was pushed back up because yeah. there's, there's more adopter. There's more people moving into the market. So I do think legislation in this way is good. And I think it will prop up um, some of the major tokens, which is part of the reason that with my digital money and what we have, we're focused on the larger coins that have utility. Right, yeah. Johnny? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and that's one of the major points that we look at when we are you know, attempting to look at new coins to offer through the platform. What's the utility? You know, what is the real world value that this token brings or this coin? Because uh, there is a difference between the two. Um, but yeah, like you said, the regulation is important. And over the last two years, we've seen institutional adoption really make its public debut. You know, pretty strong and pretty pretty robust, more than we've seen over the last decade. And the only way I think a lot of these big players like a Charles Schwab or Fidelity are really comfortable in offering these crypto products to their investors and customers is is if there is, you know, stiff regulation in place Mm -hmm. to where, you know, you're not unknowingly setting yourself up for failure by investing in an FTX token that, you know, market everybody thinks that before it went bust, everybody thought it was going to be awesome. Everybody thought it was going to continue going up in value because on its face, I mean, let's look at it. They had Tom Brady, they had Shaquille O'Neal, and everybody, all of the celebrities that they had, you know, talking positively about this platform. A lot of people, that's all they need is that verification there. And then they're like, all right, well, I hear about Bitcoin and crypto and everybody's making all this money. Might as well go try it out. Next thing you know, (laughs) the platform's going bust and, um, you know, people are getting hurt. And that's another thing. That's that's why I'm really happy to be here with you guys and here with and at Equity Trust is, you know, making sure that we are offering a product that people can have a peace of mind in when they invest in it. And that's that's the reason why I work in crypto. I mean, I love the space, but I love helping people more than anything. And I don't want to be a part of anything like an FTX. Absolutely. And, yeah. and look, let's be honest, just to wrap this up, the big winner in this whole thing with FTX was who is the one celebrity that refused to Taylor Swift. I mean, she ruined the curve for everybody. <laughs> I mean, you, 
I mean, that is amazing. I, I mean, a yeah. testament to her that she took a step back and just said, I'm not taking the cash. Yep. I'm going to see what this is all about. Asked some pretty basic questions. Right. And she's the only one who did she, any due diligence. And yeah. she's, <laughs> and it's And it's shocking that these other celebrities didn't even take, you know, they have a lot to, Tom Brady, Shaquille, these guys have a lot to lose. And the fact that they didn't take a step back and really do any due diligence is quite scary, right? Yeah, she, she did, I guess, a lot more due diligence than Celsius and yeah. those other. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe they should have talked to her first. Yeah, yeah. yeah so millionaire tips. Listen to Taylor Swift because she knows what <laughs> yeah. she's doing. Uh, oh, yeah, she just oh, trusted she, her gut, man. So yeah. she had to have been like, this just doesn't seem right. You're going to pay smells. me how much yeah. just to do what? Uh, yeah, right. smell test. Yeah. So, so just to wrap this up, last question. Um if you are, if somebody comes to you and asks you, like, when I'm making a decision as to what platform it is I'm going to be investing in, what is the one thing that I should know about the company? I think that the biggest thing is, is who, how the assets are held. Mm -hmm. And I think the two things that with my digital money and equity trust is that we, and, and being the you know the CEO the owner and, and guy, we're we're not tied up into any of the a, the actual assets. We don't we don't touch them. We don't own them. Uh, and equity trust is the same thing. So you're buying it from us, and we we create a platform. You can do that, but we have no hand in your assets. Right. And I think that's, that's the most important question is making sure that the the foundation of the company is strong, which we are both strong companies. Um, and and who's in charge and the yeah. reputation. And, and and take a step back before you put funds in. Because I think what we found out is even with banks, all these banks going down and crypto is that it's, it's not as easy to move once you make a decision, right? No, once not. you've got yeah. in. So it's better to do the due diligence first and get comfortable and, and check them out. And, um, and I think that's the best way to, to protect your assets, uh, especially going forward in crypto. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That, that, I mean, that's the most important part is you got to make sure that there are no conflicts of interest there. Like with the, F with FTX, you know, the assets were within arm's distance from everybody in the company. And again, just, you know, reiterating on what Colin just said is, you know, the assets are held in a custody and a trust away from everything, away from anybody that you know could be tempted with taking the assets and investing them in something else. So all of that is nothing that anyone has to worry about through investing with our platform. Yeah, thanks, Johnny. Guy? Yeah, basically same thing. Don't commingle assets. And, you know, Coinbase has admitted that, you know, in the case of a bankruptcy, yeah, your, your, their clients are considered unsecured creditors, right? And so that's the basic question. Like, what happens in the case of a bankruptcy? Um, are my assets mine? And I think, you know, the SEC has said that they're looking at um, some regulation around um, storage of assets. So, you know, requiring qualified custodians to hold crypto assets. So it's also important that you work with someone who's a qualified custodian or is partnered with a qualified custodian. Yeah, absolutely. I think that wraps it up. Uh, thanks for everyone listening in and watching and uh, we'll send you uh, we'll see you next time for more uh, millionaire tips. That's right. <laughs>